Buying a home can feel like navigating uncharted waters. Redfin agents can help. They'll answer your questions with honest advice so you know exactly what you're getting into. They'll also help you tour as many homes as you want and show you what it takes to make a winning offer. With a Redfin agent on your side, you can sail straight to your dream home. Local expertise from Redfin. That's real estate done right. Tour subject to property and agent availability. Virginia Office Falls Church, VA. 844-759-7732. Oh, motherfucker, you can't have my cornbread. That's for damn sure. Because if you try to take my cornbread, part two of my killing spree going to begin up in here on your ass right now. If you think about my cornbread, they get the taste out your mouth. That's for damn sure. Now, fuck him. Fuck that. Because I'm from New York City, goddammit. Nobody take no cornbread from me. That goes for you and any other you motherfucking farmers want to try some shit. You fuck around with me, it's going to be consequences and Yo, yo, what's happening? Barbershop Sports Talk Podcast. Maestro Styles, Trey Frazier. We back. Uh, little hiatus, but we back. Uh, make sure you uh, follow us on Instagram at Barbershop Sports Talk Podcast. Uh, follow Trey Frazier at Trey Frazier. Maestro Styles at Maestro Styles. Um, Twitter uh, at Barbershop SPOR2. Trey Frey, um, me at Maestro Styles. On Twitter, um, make sure you uh, follow on the Facebook page and subscribe on the YouTube page. Uh, Trey, what's going on, man? Yo, what's popping, man? I'm so glad to be back on the air, man, doing this podcast, man. It's lovely. Life's good. Even throughout all this coronavirus drama, man, life is great, man. What's good? Hey, man. Uh, hey, I ain't going to hold you. We got a lot to get into, man. Uh Look, and I and I don't really want to waste no time. Uh, so <laughs> we got some breaking news, right? Yeah, we got some breaking news. We and I, and I guess and, I, and and we need to just go ahead and break it. I titled the episode "The Jordan Doc," and I'm gonna leave it there because that's the most important thing that's happened this week. But uh, no doubt, I don't think we're gonna waste no time, man. Uh, <laughs> I, do we even call this a trade? <laughs> we don't call this a trade, uh, right? Uh, yeah, because. They still have his rights, right? We're talking about Rob Gronkowski. Rob Gronkowski, uh, uh, a couple of hours ago, was traded to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, Gronk and a seventh rounder went to Tampa Bay for um, a fourth rounder from uh, New England receives a fourth rounder. So, look, um, the story came out, um, I want to say yesterday is the first time I saw the story that Gronkowski uh, was still owed $10 million off of the Patriots contract. And, um, yep. you know, to be honest with you, I didn't think nothing about it. Just like, oh, okay, so if he's, you know, they owe him that money. Um, and, they, and they would owe him that money whether he decided to play this year or not, if, I'm, if I got that correct. Yep. No, that's, that's, that's correct. I mean, whenever, whenever you have a player that retires in the middle of a contract, 
that team still owns your rights. So whatever decided to do, whether he was to say retired or whether he wanted to come back, which in this case he's doing that, um, then the Patriots have his rights and they could do whatever they want with the, the contract that he retired from. So that's why they're considering this a trade. Right. So, okay, so we'll say that Rob Gronkowski, Rob Gronkowski was traded to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And uh, first things first, man, uh, what's, what's your thoughts on it? Um, I tell you what, man. I, I was thinking about this from you know almost about ten years ago when Brett Favre decided you know he was going to leave the game. He had the press conference where he was crying and you know sobbing tears and all this stuff. And the next thing you know, um, the Packers. Then um, I, I don't remember if it was a trade or not, but he ends up with the Jets, and you know the dude's playing football. So I'm I'm kind of looking at Gronk like, you know, I, I didn't see you answering questions about, you know, the love of the game. And I seen you on TV, you know, almost in tears because you said it wasn't fun to play football because of the violent nature of the sport. And so it seemed like you was happy with, you know, doing WrestleMania and, you know, all these other activities and, you know, working for Fox and, you know, doing all these all these other things. Um, I can't say I'm surprised. I guess my question is, is why, why did you have to put on this front? Like, you know, like you like you seriously wasn't having fun and maybe he wasn't having fun at the moment. Yeah. But all, all signs point to that he was just done and that he wasn't he wasn't coming back. Um, clearly, he's coming back because Tom Brady is in Tampa now. Um, that's really, for me, the the crux of it. I, I I can't see it no other way. I mean, there's no oh I found love for the game again. No, I just think his man's ended up in Tampa and was like, yo, like you know, if that team you know needs some extra help, yo, let me let me get down there and help my man's out. That that's kind of how I look at it. Mm. So you think uh, you think he is trying to help Tom Brady? I, I I think he wants to play because Brady's in Tampa. Like Tom Brady, wants, you think Tom Brady gave him that call? I think Tom Brady gave him a shout out and was like, "Yo, I I I, I need some help." And not that you know, this is no disrespect to Mike Evans, or, right? Because they don't, because he don't need help. Right, the tight ends and, you know, all the other pieces that they got on offense. There's no disrespect, but it sounds to me like this was sort of a, hey, you know, Gronk, I'm, I'm in Tampa. Like, what's good? You know, mm-hmm. you, you're feeling a little froggy. Like, let's, you know, let's, let's go make this happen. And oh, for some reason, Gronk was like, all right, let me go holler at Kraft, work something out. Maybe it'll send me over to Tampa and boom, here we are. Where, for me, this goes back. Uh, this goes back some years, and mm-hmm. um, before I get off, before I kind of get off of my theory, I'll ask you: When yep. do you think Bill Belichick and Tom Brady stopped getting along? Wow. Uh, I think I'm trying to think what year that was. And I'm and I'm trying to I'm trying so hard to remember the incident that happened and I and I just can't remember what exactly it was, 
but I, ha I have to think that it was right after the Eagles Super Bowl, the loss to mm -hmm. the Eagles. Mm -hmm. um, I'm, I'm, something happened that offseason going into that season where, like, the two of them just got tired of each other. All right, well, correct, and, and correct me if I'm wrong for clarity. That yep. next, that next, um, that next regular season isn't that the season where Jimmy G started um, four games or something like that for the Patriots? Yeah. No. Okay, so you're referring to the four game suspension that suspension, Brady I'm had sorry, for, the, I'm an for the for the for the deflated ball. Right. Right. So so that season was because that broke in 2014. So I think in that that. Had, to be 2016 i'm thinking it was 2016 so, so the year they went to the super bowl so the year they went to the super bowl they fell 28-3 down to the falcons and they came back and they beat the falcons so it was that year yes so yeah. i'm wondering um because then because because then that's when the whole um you know the whole the whole you know jimmy g maybe he could be the heir apparent to tom brady and Yep. Um, and when Jimmy and then when Jimmy eventually got traded, um, if I'm not mistaken, Bill Belichick didn't like the fact that he was traded. Right. Because Belichick wanted Jimmy to replace Tom. Exactly. And Tom yep. didn't want to be necessarily replaced. Yep. That's right. So he went to craft and was like, yo, your, your man's is trying to get rid of me. Like, I'm, I'm not feeling that. So that's when Kraft told Belichick, like, look. You, you're not gonna get rid of my boy. You, you're gonna have to do what you got to do. Um, wow. If you got to, if you got to go and tell Jimmy, look, I, I, I thought this was gonna be a team, but we we, we got to ship you off someplace, and that's what happened. So, Tom but Brady. I believe it was that year. I believe it was 2016. Yeah. Because the suspension, I think the suspension um, that Brady had the four games, I believe, was that 2016 regular season. And then I believe that following year was when Garoppolo um, started games for San Francisco mm -hmm. in 2017. Mm -hmm. Okay, so here's my thing. Mm -hmm. um, not only does Tom Brady not like Bill Belichick, I don't think Robert Gronkowski liked Bill Belichick. And I don't think Gronkowski, I don't think Belichick liked Gronkowski. I don't, I don't think they like each other. I think this mm -hmm. is starting to unfold as the um, players... Yep. Or players who are starting to just come out and be like, and they ain't, obviously he hasn't come out and said it, but they're coming out and being like, yo, I don't, I don't like, I don't like Belichick, and I think this is this isn't the first time that uh, players have kind of um, bucked against mm -hmm. uh, Bill Belichick, but when it's happened, normally you see him getting rid of him pretty quickly um, for low draft picks, um, or I wouldn't say low in this case, but certainly. Um, you could get more value for Robert Gronkowski on the, um, for the open market if you say, hey, um, mm -hmm. look, I'm playing. I want to play football. Right. And so my thing is, is why get rid of Rob Gronkowski if you know he want to play football? The thing is, is that you don't unless mm -hmm. y'all got issues. Because you're not going to tell me that you couldn't get more for Gronkowski than a fourth rounder. And let's be clear, the Patriots aren't going to come out and say this, but they got issues. Yeah, they can they can try to hide it all they want. They got issues. We don't know a damn thing about Jared Stidham right now. 
Well, and, and and then and see for me, I'm and I'm sitting here, I'm really I'm sitting here thinking about it, like as we talking. Literally, man, I'm sitting here wondering. You know, we was talk we talked about Bill O'Brien, and we'll get into Bill O'Brien, um, you know, a little later on in the show. But we talking yep. about Bill O'Brien and how he's um running the show in Houston, and yes. even to a lower extent, a uh, lesser extent, we talking we talk about Matt Patricia and how mm-hmm. he's handled things in um in Detroit. And, you know, at least with the Darius Slade situation, and we started to gather that um, disciples of Bill Belichick have a way of running running their program that yep. a lot of t- more often than that, you're getting more instances of players speaking out against these coaches because of how they're running their teams. And it's just, it just seems funny that all of a sudden now we can come to this and Gronk is being traded for a fourth rounder. Um, <laughs> and it's like it's like for me, for me, and I get to the point. What is Bill Belichick doing in these locker rooms? Because a winning a, a dynasty, we're talking about a twenty-year dynasty in the New England Patriots, and mm-hmm. um, Tom Brady didn't want to retire there. Yep. Rob Gronkowski didn't want to. Rob Gronkowski retired there, but the second he his man's left, he want to mm-hmm. play football all of a sudden because he see an opportunity for him to get to Tampa. Right. Like, why is this happening all of a sudden? Like, for me, I don't know. I can't wait to the football life, the real football life, for mm-hmm. uh, Bill Belichick come out because I know one's came come out already. Yep. I can't wait for the real documentary where we talk about uh, Bill Belichick's problem because because it's, fu- it's funny, right? It's, yeah, it's funny, right? Because we're we're, be going on. we're we're watching. It's funny because you know we got the Jordan Bulls, you know, ninety seven, ninety eight documentary, and now we're talking about one of the greatest dynasties in football history, and we're talking about a potential fallout of how this dynasty is ending. It's sort of similar to how that Bulls dynasty ended. Yeah. So now. Let's let let's shift over to the Patriots side of things. Niggas don't like playing for Belichick, yeah. despite the rings, despite the championships. Yeah, uh, it, it it it's it comes down to just that. And to your point about Bill O'Brien on how he's just trying to be the man and trying to run certain things. And I'll I'll make the comparison to Jerry Krause, which we'll we'll talk about that in a minute. Um, these general managers want to make it all about them. They wanna they wanna be the guys that get the credit. And you know, I understand, you know, you guys pick the players, y'all buy the groceries and all that stuff. I, I get all that. But at the end of the day, the players play, the coaches coach, the general managers manage the roster, and you know, you you know, folks might not or, or people might not be um as popular of a name to get the recognition. And I think that's what some of these coaches slash general managers are aiming for is that they want the credit because the players, and rightfully so, they take all the limelight yeah. from, you know, from the reasons why they win, the reasons why they are that dynasty. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm going to tell you, man, um, the New England Patriots have dropped the ball. And I think, and, and I think, is all has to do at this point. You have to realize that this is Bill Belichick. This is possibly. Let me say that this is possibly Bill Belichick's doing. This is Bill Belichick's doing for for years of mishandling talent. Um, and look, 
Um, I don't necessarily remember what happened with Chad Johnson or Chad Ultra single by the time. Yeah. But I know that was a premier wide receiver that couldn't get it together. Um right. I think about Malcolm Butler being benched for the Super Bowl. Um yeah. I, like That's the that's it. Yeah. That's what I was when I when I brought up the Eagles lost for the Super Bowl, I was trying to think of the incident that could have potentially made Brady and, you know, Belichick kinda, you know, not see eye to eye. That's what it was. Yeah. It was it was him benching Malcolm Butler for that Super Bowl. So it was these and no types of things. and no explanation for it whatsoever. Yeah. So it's these types of things that make me feel like, okay, Belichick just out here wilding and it's like it's it's at the point where you gotta respect it because he's been the catalyst for so much winning, but um <laughs> he single handedly it seems like he's single handedly Jerry Krause in this uh this this franchise right now. So definite it it seems like all the great dynasties Come at a price. Yeah, I mean, and it's got to end some. It's got to end some day. So I mean, I'm not gonna say it. You know, it's got to end right. at some day. And I guess uh, it ain't no guess. We here. Oh no, yeah. It, it, here. This is this is the situation. Yeah. I guarantee you. You know, 15 years from now, when the Lakers dynasty documentary comes out, because we all know how, how that. Ended. And I'm talking about the first dynasty, the first, you know, three peat. Yeah. Uh, well, really the only three peat with, you know, Shaq and Kobe. And everybody kind of knows how that ended. We want to see, you know, more in detail and more footage on how that particular dynasty ended. All right. great dynasties, they come to an end. They come to you an know? end. But for, but for it to come to an end like this, um, uh, I just can't help but, I just can't help but, uh, I guess be be disgusted like I and, and I don't know if I'm like maybe you know overreacting but it's like mm-hmm. bro you got to know you got to know that you can the quarterback your the guy that's been your quarterback for 20 years it's no mm-hmm. there is no reason why he should be playing for Tampa Bay right now Yeah I mean yeah. When, when you when it really comes down to it it, right. There is no reason why he should be in Tampa right now. There's no reason you, you, why he should have known. And it's funny because Tom Brady said he knew mm-hmm. in advance that he wasn't. He was going to eventually end up leaving New England to play for another team. Why does a quarterback? Right. Why does your 20 year quarterback feel like he could feel that way? What have yep. y'all done to make him feel that way? I don't know. Maybe. And you know what? Tom Brady is sort of defying logic at this point, right? He's 40, what, 42 years old, yeah. going to be 43. Mm-hmm. So so Brady's sort of defying logic in a sense that if you're like Brett Favre when he was 41, you know, had one of the best regular seasons statistically, and then he just, you know, fell off right after that. And then, you know, Peyton Manning at 40, you know, was doing his thing. And then the following year, you know, a, a precipitous drop off. And and maybe the Patriots, as a front office, thought, this guy ain't serious. Like, at 42, 43 years old, this guy's not serious. And so maybe the Patriots took Tom Brady for granted and thought, okay, this guy's not going anywhere. This guy's going to retire a Patriot. He's, all, he's, he's the greatest player in the franchise's history, arguably the greatest quarterback in NFL history. This guy's not going anywhere. So I think the team took him for granted and then by the time he said i'm not coming back and he ends up in tampa the patriots are now picking their lip up off the ground like yo like this dude's serious yeah but for me but for me trey 
This is the mm. difference between this is the difference between Kobe and and, and Joe Montana. You get what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. and it's not to say that Joe Montana wasn't good in Kansas City, but mm. when you got a guy that's been there and it's been a staple for your of your franchise for ever, <laughs> I mean, you know, twenty years, yeah. like like a Kobe, yeah. you let that man's supposed to retire with you. Mm-mm. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. That that's your legacy. Absolutely. You are a New England. Tom Brady is a New England Patriot. He shouldn't. He. I mean, I'm glad he got. He finally got his big payoff and and yep. all that. But he yep. shouldn't be retiring a Tampa Bay Buccaneer. He shouldn't have to wait five years to get signed to a new a one day contract for, with the Patriots just so he could retire a Patriot. Like this. Mm-hmm. This is the type of things that um like pay respect to the dude that. Has been responsible for taking snaps in your dynasty right. that y'all created, but I like, respect that dude. Right, right. Respect and, that and dude. Not, and, and not to compare um, these guys to Brady in a sense that you know they got the multiple championships, but even Peyton Manning left Indianapolis and went to Denver, and most people thought that dude should have retired a Colt. Um, you go back to Brett Favre. We talked about Brett Favre. Most people should have believed he should have retired a Packer, and he ends up playing for the enemy. You know, a couple seasons later, um, you go back in history. We talk about Montana going to Kansas City. I think Unitas um, played for the Chargers. I think if you know, I'm correct there. There's been many of these Hall of Fame quarterbacks that have been with their initial teams for you know 12, 15 years, some even longer. And then somehow they end up on another team for a year or two, and it 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 it, it ends pretty badly. I that mean, in, be in the case. case of it shouldn't be, but it shouldn't be it, the case, and, that, and that's that's an argument. And I, and I agree with you; it shouldn't be that way. But unfortunately, history is telling us that it's it's going the other way. Like yeah. the, these franchises aren't keeping their quarterbacks with their same team that they've been drafted from. That's a problem, man. I, I, that's that's a problem. Um, I want to say before I want to say what's up to uh, Professor X Kesey. We see you, Deacon Dale, and uh, Mocha Bella, Vince Wright, the Governor. Um, I said, you know, appreciate y'all, appreciate y'all. Appreciate. Uh, uh, Kesey also mentions Warren Moon. Uh, yeah, it's it just good example. Yeah, yeah. Um, so while we in the while we still in the uh, conversation of uh, dynasties and and how dynasties are ending, uh, Draymond Green was on uh, some uninterrupted platform or something um, yep. talking about yep. KD's uh, his the last year with KD, um, basically saying that uh, KD should have said what it was so he wouldn't have to answer questions about what KD is going to do at the end of the year. Um, was, Basically saying that KD uh, was a distraction from the team uh, getting that chip mm-hmm. all year, all year. You know, um, he also spoke about Steve Kerr saying, "Guys, you know, let's just this. We don't know when the next time this is going to happen, so let's try to enjoy this." You know, as they were trying yep. to three peat or whatever, and yep. um, and you know, he just wanted KD. He's basically said K- KD's silence was creating more questions for people like Draymond Green and um and Clay mm-hmm. Thompson. Your thoughts? Right. Um, no disrespect to the Toronto Raptors, and they won the chip fair and square. Um, let's be real. Without Kevin Durant's Achilles, if if that doesn't happen, 
the Golden State Warriors are three peating. That that's that's facts right there. Um, so to say that Kevin Durant was a distraction, you know, and he, and he probably was. He, he, I mean, they're probably. I mean, he uh, Draymond did get the you know one game suspension for the. I, I guess it was conduct detrimental to the team or whatnot, but. As far oh, as that, it, that was that was the that wasn't the Clippers year though that was the Cavs year. What's that? You talking about uh, Draymond Green got suspended for a game in the Clippers uh, series? I mean the Raptors series. I'm sorry. No, 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 no. This was a regular season. So oh, okay, you, okay, okay. So if you remember, there was like a on there was like a sideline dust up between Draymond and KD. And KD, right? Okay, okay. And the next day. They came out and said that Draymond was going to be suspended for one game. Right, for okay, right, 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 right. So, and 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 that's and that's exactly what kind of set this narrative off. Exactly. As far as okay, KD's being the elephant in the room. You know, Draymond's got some words about it, and oh, this is going to be a distraction all the way through. And 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 I guess my point is is this. I mean, that the team, regardless of distractions or. If they were just bored throughout the regular season, they were gonna they were gonna three peat. Yeah. They were gonna three peat with a healthy Kevin Durant. Yeah. And 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 even if you go back to that Clipper series, the the one where I think they they blew a game five, I think it was at home. The Clippers came back and won game five or something like that. I mean that that series should have been a sweep. Yeah. Um, in my opinion, but Me too. I, you know. It, I think went four two something like that, and then you know they they swept the next two rounds, and then you know Durant gets hurt I think in the second round, and and at that point you you just kind of like like damn, like Kate without KD like I mean they still got a shot, but without him hurt without that um if, if that if he doesn't hurt himself they're three peating I yeah. mean point blank period so. Draymond could come out and say, oh, he's a distraction, and oh, he's the reason why, you know, he's no longer there anymore, and, you know, this is, and we talk about, you know, we talk about the death of a dynasty, and, you know, this one kind of went a little differently than, you know, the Patriots and the Bulls dynasties, yeah. mm-hmm. but, you know, but I, I, I wouldn't necessarily say that Kevin Durant is, like, the the drama that happened from that one regular season game was from all that on one Draymond Green. It was all on Draymond Green. It was all on Green. Draymond no. Green. Look, look, I yeah. mean, look, look, uh, look. Um, would it would it have made it easier for Draymond Green and and the likes of Clay Thompson, who hasn't said that he had a problem with any of this, by the way? Would it right, been right. easier for him to just say, you know, I uh, I I'm going to stay or I'm not going to stay? Yeah, sure, it would have been easier, but it's not their job to say that. It's not his job to say that. In fact, it's his job to keep people in suspense, you know, while they while they doing what they do. You know what I'm saying? It's their job. It's KD's job to keep the NBA in suspense. The media wants them to keep it in suspense. So guess what, uh, Draymond? You got to keep answering the question. If you don't like it, you should be the best player on the team. Then that's just the way it goes. When you're the best right. player on the team, Steph Steph has that same that same uh, I guess that's he has that same responsibility. I mean that same uh, uh, not responsibility. He has that same uh, perk. 
He ain't gonna mm-hmm. say nothing. He gotta. He can sit there and let teams salivate about do they get a chance to sign to him. The media salivating about where he might go. That's their job. That's what they get. That's their job. So guess what, Draymond? You gotta. You gotta. And that. And and that's the problem. That's he eventually got tired of answering questions. So when he got an opportunity to say something negative to KD, he mm-hmm. did. Or in this case, you know. They've been asking Draymond all these questions about what happened, and he just can't help himself but to, you know, throw some dirt on Kevin Durant. And, you know, in in the case of that uninterrupted um, interview that he did, he he threw some dirt on, you know, how he felt about, you know, how Jordan felt about Pippen, you know, kind of doing what was best for Pippen at that time. So Draymond got a a lot to say. Uh, I'm going to throw some dirt on Jordan, too. Oh, I am too. Yeah. No question about it. No, no question about it, man. Yeah, um, for sure. But yeah, but yeah, um, yeah. That that was all Draymond, right? Yeah, that was yeah. all Draymond. Uh, facts, facts. Uh, I want to say what's up to Big K three hundred three. Kesey says, "Where the baby at?" Tough. <laughs> uh, Deacon <laughs> Dell in the chat room too. But uh, yeah, yeah. That 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 was. Uh, you know. <laughs> uh, that was. That was that that was Nate. Uh, Nate just came in the room and you know was like, "Yo, what's that? Like, what you doing?" And I'm trying to, I'm trying to shoo him up out of here. But ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That, you got, that you got a couple more years. My kids in the back room quiet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, and and what's crazy? You know what's crazy about that? Nate yeah. could Nate could stay quiet to himself for a good two hours. Yeah, until you think it, he's doing something. And so you think he's doing something, mm-hmm. but Natalie, Natalie, you 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 gotta watch her like twenty four seven because she she can't keep herself still for nothing, man. So shout out to Nate, man, for making hey. an entrance. Yes, sir. So the Jordan Doc, um, I keep it a buck. I <laughs> missed episode one, and when I tried to uh, watch it on my phone this morning, uh, it wasn't going in my way. So I saw, ep- but I saw episode two. Okay. So uh, your takeaways from the Jordan Doc. Well, uh, I'm, I'm going to start with Jerry Krause, and I watched both episodes one and two, when I know episode two was strictly all of, more focused on Scottie on Pippen. Scottie Pippen and yeah. mm-hmm. um, episode one was more strictly focused on the beginning of how that 97-98 season started, and everybody knew that um, Bulls management, the owner, uh, Jerry Krause, the general manager... And Phil Jackson came together and was like, look, um, this is it. This this is going to be the final year. We don't care if you go 82-0. and 0, And if you guys, you know, go undefeated through the playoffs to a championship. We're, this is Phil Jackson's final season. And to look at Jordan's reaction to that, to say, look, you know, I'm tied at the hip to Phil Jackson. So wherever Phil goes, that's where I'm going to go. And, and it, it kind of, you know, I, I talked about it earlier when we were discussing the Gronk um, trade. And, you know, with these general managers and, you know, as a kid watching these things, you know, we're talking 97, 98. So I was 14, 15 years old. Mm-hmm. And so I, I was very oblivious to yeah, we know how. Yeah, we, we really didn't know what was, you know, popping at the time. But. You know, when you when you kind of look back in retrospect and given the information that we know now about how front offices operate and how, you know, players, you know, go about their business, 
Um, Jerry Krause reminds me of Jerry Jones, and I and I and I believe I tweeted about that. You know, the night I was watching the episode, he reminds me of a Jerry Jones, and I think the situations are so comparable when you talk about how Jerry Jones ran Jimmy Johnson out of town after they won, you know, that first championship with the Cowboys. And then Barry Switzer comes on and then he wins the chip with them. Yeah. Um, this bull situation, it's it's sort of the same thing. Jerry Krause um, felt a little, he felt some kind of way about not getting enough credit for, you know, those championships. And it goes back to what I said earlier. Players play, coaches coach, general managers manage, they construct the roster, they do get insight from coaches and things like that, but it, it's it's started to it seems to me, looking back, that was the time when it seems like general managers and it doesn't matter what sport it is, but it seems like general managers are starting to, you know, play NBA two K in a sense. Mm. Like I'm a construct the I'm a construct these players. I'm a build the team myself. I'm the one that's gonna determine if this team's gonna have the chemistry or not to you know win titles. And you know he he did and and granted he put players in positions yeah. um so that the Bulls could win these titles. The, the rosters were definitely constructed in a way that. You know, Jordan was able to work with what he had. You know, Pippen was the second best player on the team, and Rodman was doing his thing defensively, mm-hmm. and you know the whole pieces and stuff. So yeah, Jerry Krause, you know, gets you know some credit for that, but to the best player in the wor- world at that time, and arguably was still good enough to play. I mean, mm-hmm. we saw that he went to the Wizards. Yeah. He was. Good enough to play. Now he wasn't the, the best, but he could still run. He could still run. The fact that you decided you weren't gonna, you know, deal with Scottie Pippen no, no more. That you were gonna, you know, break this team up the way you broke the team up. You come out and talk about, hey, you know, this is, you know, I'm the general manager. I, you know, I make the decisions. You know, I got to do what's best for the roster. And after they broke that team up. They went six consecutive seasons without a playoff appearance. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, that just show. I mean, if that wasn't a death of a dynasty, I, I don't know what is. Yeah. Uh, so to me, that that kind of stood out. Um, Jerry Krause and, you know, I I hate the fact that because um, he, he's, he's no longer alive, you know, mm-hmm. from what I heard. And I, I, I didn't think know I learned that. that. I didn't know that. Yeah, I, I, I learned that, you know, watching the episode. Well, well certainly um, let me say rest in peace because, I, I, yeah. No, absolutely. Rest in peace to Jerry Krause, you know, and, and he's been he's been a punching bag pretty much during that first episode on Twitter. Um, but the dude is not here to defend himself. Yeah. And, and that's, that's the situation that I don't like every time these documentaries come out, you know, because... Once these things come out and people react to it, and the person is not there to say, "Hey, well, you know, this is my this side, is, right? This is my side of the story." So that's that's what I kind of hate about it. But nonetheless, man, um, the Bulls were some cheap asses back then. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, I mean, they gave Jordan his money. I think there was like one year deals or like thirty three million dollars or yep. something. 
Mm-hmm. How the hell is Scottie Pippen at one point? I think it was that same year. It was that same yeah, season. Same year. The seventh highest paid player on the team and was the second best player on yeah. the court. Yeah. For the Bulls. Yeah. It's ridiculous. If yeah, if there's one mis- if there's one mistake that you could highlight of Jerry Krause, it's, it's the that. mistake. It's the is um, in my opinion, it's the mistake. Look, I don't look. Um, Scottie Pippen was sat down by Krause and the other guy. I forget the other guy's name, and offered a seven year, eighteen million dollar contract. And they told him that this is not a good contract, yet they offered it to him still. And let me be very clear. He took it. Mm-hmm. And you know, and you kinda gotta pay you you gotta pay some penance for for that. But after when you're around along the tail end of the contract, and not only he you know, he didn't raise any problems, any issues while, you know, yeah. serving that contract until we got along the end. And he has, you know, the second best player. Like, the point guard is getting paid more money than him, but mm-hmm. Scottie Pippen got more assists than him. You know what I'm saying? It, it's like he's playing right. the best defense on that team, um, you know, at least on the wing, and players like Tony Kukoc is getting paid more than him. Like, it, it's, yeah. it, it, it's crazy. It, it, it's crazy. Um he had every right to ask for a renegotiation, and 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 they should have honored it. Period. They should have yep. honored it. There's a big gap between thirty three million dollars that Jordan got paid, and like this, I think the six or seven million dollars the second play, highest player got paid. So even if you right. met it in the middle and gave Pippen sixteen mil, like that's. Mm-hmm. Like, come on, that's just that's just common courtesy. That's just common courtesy. Right. hundred and he was ranked one hundred and twenty two in highest paid players at that time, and mm-hmm. he's a top fifty player of in the NBA of all time. At least that's what they they uh, call him. Right, that's crazy. Um, that that and, that's, and I think what people forget, um, you know, after that after the Bulls broke up that year, Scotty was still good. Yeah, and and I, and I and it just came to mind after watching the first episode. Wow, I forgot he went to the Rockets for I think a year or two or something like mm-hmm. that before he went to Portland right. in two thousand, and that team almost got to the finals, to the finals out west. Yeah, it was one game away from that. He yeah. was he was still good in two thousand. Yeah, man. Um, that I mean, the way they treated Pippen was a slap in the face. A terrible slap in the face. Almost as bad as Charles Oakley slap in the face. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I think I think Charles Oakley was just sunning everybody. Oakley slapped the time. holy yeah. hell out of him, man. <laughs> <laughs> and Pippen had no choice but to take but this it. Is, like, at, like, that's not one of them slaps like, ah, go ahead, stop playing. That was a slap slap. Like, yeah, he slapped. Yeah, yeah. That, yeah, that was that was a snap. The, you don't. That was that's, a slap. Mm mm. Yeah, Oakley. Oakley was a bully, man. Back in the day, Oakley man. was a bully. Like his, like I always rocked with Charles Oakley, but mm-hmm. like Charles Oakley, definitely. That's seeing him slap Pippen like that, and Pippen just taking it. Um, mm-hmm. that that that's crazy. That's crazy. I want to say what's up to uh, Tiffany quarantine. Uh, quarantined in hills. What up, I know that's sports in hills. I know that's who that. Uh, I know that's who that is. Right. Um, yep. So. Jordan Smoke, 
your your Jordan smoke or your Jordan smoke. I got my Jordan smoke. I I, I probably well, think I think we well, probably think the same thing. We we think the same thing. I'll I'll go ahead and phrase it this way. I understand why Jordan said what he said because you know let's be honest. If if we're talking about the team, if we're talking about the team aspect, um, Scottie Pippen definitely looked out for himself more than he looked for the team. So he was right about that. Um, the problem that I have with Jordan is, is that, yo, the man was, you know, trying to look out for his best in- interest, not just from a, a physical standpoint, because, you know, he, he hurt his foot, I think um, it was. Um, but he was looking out for his financial interest. Seven years, $18 million? Like, that's, I mean, that's that's corn chips. You know, it, you know, compared to today, I mean, obviously, but even then... That's corn when, chips then. Right, yeah. I that's mean, not even that, corn, that's like... <laughs> yeah, it's, it, it's, it, it's unreal how Scottie Pippen was just so undervalued, and the fact that Jordan came out and was like, yo, like, you, you're not being fair right now. Like, this is, you know, we need you. And and the fact that they and I love the fact that they highlighted um, whatever you know losing streak or whatever you know games they that went on while he they was lost out over a certain period mm-hmm. while he mm-hmm. was out and everything like that and you know I, I like the fact that they highlighted that because to me it, it showed how much they really needed Scottie Pippen and it showed to me it should have showed the front office. How they really undervalued, undervalued what Scottie Pippen was for that team. But they knew they undervalued yeah. Scottie Pippen. It, yeah, Scottie Pippen is probably single-handedly the reason why NBA players bitch about their their contracts. Like you know, mm-hmm. what I'm saying when the, two years, two years out of a four year, that that third year, they talking about all right, let's re up. Single Scottie yeah. Pippen is that he might be the catalyst, the the pioneer of why players now want their money quick, fast, in a hurry, and as early as possible. You know exactly. what I'm saying? Because like yeah. this is this is the the epitome of I'm overcharging niggas for what they did to the Cold Crush. This is mm. this is just you can't do it. You can't do your second best player like that. Um, Jordan is wrong, and I like I said, we I knew we was going to yep. agree, and I ain't got, and I ain't, I, I don't want to see it from his point of view or none of that. It's easy to say he being selfish while you making thirty three mil. Mm-hmm. Oh, exactly. It's easy. To, it's easy to say, exactly. "Ooh, team this and team that." When you making thirty three million one year, I don't. I, nah, nah. What you should have did is went in there and seen if you could have uh, pulled some strings for your man's because you said it yourself. You right. wouldn't have won none of them rings if it wasn't for Scottie Pippen. Mm-hmm. So, now, now, and I'm and I'm not and I'm not going to defend Jordan in this regard. I'm not either. But I but I've I've heard in the past and early on in Jordan's career, I've heard how during some Jordan was grossly underpaid right before he started making those one year 30 something million dollar deals. So to say so for me to say that more so Jordan should understand what Scottie Pippen was exactly. trying to do. Exactly. Because once upon a time, that was Jordan once right. upon a time. You know right. what I'm saying? So why So the fact that he came out and said that, I'm like, yo, yeah, that, Jordan. Like, and it's not and, it, and, and what's even crazier is that not only did he say it, but he said it in retrospect. So that means he's been in the league he for still 20 feels years. That way. Yeah, he still feels that he was being selfish 
Why you said you he got twenty five that he got twenty five the year before, if I'm not mistaken, then thirty three his last year, and and mm-hmm. Scottie Pippen making two point eight, but you ain't never going. Like imagine Scottie Pippen, the second best player on the team, watching you re up every single year. Why he been sitting there in the dumps for seven years making two point eight mil, but he being selfish. Man, man, that, that's grimy. I Straight mean, grimy. keep it a buck. If if Scottie Pippen would have been cool if Jordan would have took ten million off his thirty three and gave him twelve point eight. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, like at least give him a respectable salary. When not even not even the market of the second best and not even just the second best player on the team, but still in his prime, he was arguably one of the better players in the league, Scottie Pippen. So I that just don't that just didn't make sense to me. That just didn't make sense to me, man. Uh, Kia, what's going on? Anybody else in the chat room? Not necessarily. Trey, you still there? I don't see you. Trey, Trey. Okay, look like he having some internet issues. Trey. Alright, we're gonna see if he uh, if he get that back together. Alright, hold on. Let me get him back on the line. Give me a second, give me a second. So Trey, uh, we gonna wait for we gonna keep it moving until we figure out what's going on with Trey. Um, so while he is out, let me give a take this moment to uh, there you go right there. Speak with that hold on y'all. <laughs> yeah. Yo, can okay. you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you now. I was I, I had to take a quick break and you didn't get back on by the time the break was over. But <laughs> oh man, 
Yeah, I, I don't. I don't know, man. Uh, I, I think it was my signal, man. So yeah, yeah, that's 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 what I assumed. Yeah. So yep. uh, getting right back into it, man. Um, I do want to say quick uh, rest in peace to Prince. His four year anniversary since his death. Um, mm-hmm. So the rest in peace to the legend. Um, secondly, uh, Gianna Bryant was selected as an honorary draftee for the WNBA recently. Um, I don't know exactly how that works out, but shouts out to the WNBA for um, recognizing a dream of a young child who wanted to play in the WNBA uh, before she passed. Mm-hmm. Um yep. While we're dealing with uh, good deeds, uh, Derek Jeter uh, is supposedly uh, foregoing his $5 million salary until further notice, um, you know, to help out with the COVID-19 pandemic. Shout out to Derek Jeter, man. Yeah. Um, In other small news... um, Lamar Jackson is on is going to grace the cover of Madden twenty twenty one this year. Any uh any, any yeah, concern big, big. any concern about the um the Madden curse? Um it, well I, I guess I have to go back. I know there was like a a, a, a multiple year stretch mm-hmm. in the past where the one year you hit the cover, and then the following year you get some kind of injury, and you end up missing some games. And or, all that. or you miss, or you underperform. Or you're right, right. Or you mm-hmm. underperform. Um, right now, I, 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 I be honest with you, because <laughs> I, I, you know, since this whole you know pandemic has popped off, I, I, I haven't been doing much following of, you know, of, of the Ravens. Um, just mm-hmm. I guess just in, in in terms of you know leading up to the draft and yeah, all that, not so sure. much about what's going on. Um, but uh, I, I I would like to see them you know or at least the league in a whole get to some kind of normalcy. And I know they're gonna you know have the draft on Thursday and all that. It's just gonna be different. Um, am I concerned about Lamar Jackson being on the cover? Um, right now I'm not. Um, that might change. You know, come regular season time, whenever that is. Hopefully, you know, hopefully it kicks off on time. But you know, only time will tell. Um, so, nah, I'm 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 not worried, not so, one bit. Um, obviously, the last person on the cover was Patrick Mahomes, and um, he would be the uh, I, I I think the the first uh, the first person who beat the Madden curse in a long time. Right, right. Uh, now, now my homes did miss some games last and, year. Yeah, but I mean, I it's kind of hard to say he underperformed <laughs> after. You, no, he didn't. He didn't underperform per se. I yeah. think so. See, what you're saying is that either the players that graced the cover either they underperformed or they suffered some significant injury. Mm-hmm. I, I wasn't taking that as both instances happened with the same player. Sure. And and, oh. and and just and just for the sense of a little more history, if I'm not mistaken, the player mm. before Mahomes was Antonio Brown. Okay, um, and what Antonio Brown is not in the NFL? I guess is that the right? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so I mean, so, so I mean, just for a sense for a sense of history, I mean, it's either Lamar Jackson's not going to be in NFL no more, or he's going to win the Super Bowl. So yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see. You take those uh, odds, huh? 
I, I, I like the winning the Super Bowl part a lot more. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I definitely like that. But, uh, yeah, I mean, look, we'll see. We'll see, man. Um, it's, you know, Lamar Jackson, at some point, it's got to be his time, man. Got to win a playoff game at this point. So, uh, hopefully this year, this will be the year, man. Um, this draft, um, I, I guess we could talk about the draft, too. And, I mean, you know, I, I mean if, 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 it was on your, if it was on your topic list, it, wasn't, it didn't meet mine. I guess it's, thir- it's Thursday, correct? It's Thursday, yeah. It's it's on Thursday. And Are you going to watch it? Um, I will watch the first few minutes of it, and if I'm at a point to where it's like, okay, I don't like the look of this, then I'm just not going to watch. Mm-hmm. I'll what I'll do is though, like, if it if it gets to that point where I don't want to watch, I'll make sure that I get back in in time to see what the Ravens pick. I think we pick number twenty eight or twenty nine or something like that. So. Okay. I'll, I'll I'll come back around that time and see what they pick, and then after that, I'm just gonna I don't know I might turn on some Law and Order or something like that. It's, it's Thursday night, right? Yeah, Thursday night. That's crazy. Yeah, That's yeah. what you watch on Thursday night, Law and Order. Uh, Law and Order, Station 19, <laughs> uh, old, bro. Superstore. I, I I watch them shows, man. I uh, you know what I mean, it ain't no ain't no sports, man. Like like, what you want me to do? <laughs> Hey man, I, I, uh, hey, I, who am I? Who am I, brother? Um, so just just for if there's any Steelers fans and aware, uh, the Steelers do not have a first round pick. We pick 49th overall. I don't know where that uh, numbers out in the second round, but it's, we have a second round pick. So um, yeah. I, mm-hmm. I, I I got I know where we're targeting. I don't know necessarily where we're going as far as mocks, but mm-hmm. I know I know we best better be looking for a wide receiver. And or running back in the first round, so you know. I, I got a couple comments. Not not that you say that. I got a, I got a couple things. Number one, I'm hearing a lot about this Leonard Fournette thing with Jacksonville and how yeah. they're you know, on the trade block. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and and I would hate for this to happen because I don't like the Steelers. But it it appears to me from a football fan's you know point of view, Leonard Fournette fits what the yeah, Steelers want to do. Absolutely. You know, what, what, I mean, what, what do you think about that? Well, like, I as saw far a, as them. I'm sure. I saw a theory. I saw a, a fan theory of um, us trading James Conner to the Jaguars for Leonard Fournette with a pick. Um, you know, with like a, I think it was like a fourth mm-hmm. or fifth round pick or something like that. Um, would right, I take right. that in a heartbeat? Sure, I would take that in a heartbeat. Um, I... Because I mean, here's the thing. I, I, as much as I like James Conner, he's just um, he's too he gets injured too often, man. There's it, no way around it. He gets injured too often. Um, it appears that way, yeah. Uh, no, it, it is that way. <laughs> it's just that way. I mean, um, I don't I don't know if it was I don't know what it was. I mean, I guess everybody would everybody would be keying on in on him uh, last mm-hmm. year with the quarterback issue. So I mean, I can only speak of maybe two. Uh, good games he had all year last year, and, and maybe that's a, um, he was just a victim of them saying, "Look, uh, you know, mm-hmm. between Mason Rudolph and uh, Devlin Hodges, you're gonna have to throw on us." Maybe, but um, mm-hmm. but right. outside of that, he is injured too often. Um, we went through a lot of last year without James Conner on the field, and um, I need a, I need a running back that's gonna be there. Yeah, no, I, I feel you on that though. I, I guess my point was is that I just didn't think there was enough sample size um, with James Conner to you know just officially declare him that 
um, you know, this guy is injury prone. Now, yeah, you're right. He does get injured a lot. Um, it, it definitely appears that way. He's been injured a lot in the two or three years he's been there. That's that's my point. He's been injured too much for right. that. Like come, right. Right. you know, injured, come back, then get injured again, then come back again. It's been too much. It's been too uh, much in his short stint. So what about this alternative? Why not the Steelers keep James Conner? Try to get Leonard Fournette, and so you have Leonard Fournette as your number one back. You got James Conner as your number two back. I yeah, think James Conner, you think as a number two, will be more effective. I think he'll be less likely to get injured um, because he won't get you know the bulk of the carries that Leonard Fournette would get. I, I think that fits him. I, I think I don't if, think if, if it's Leonard Fournette is not just going to go to the free market, and if he goes to the you hold on. How they gonna how how are we gonna what would we have to offer Jacksonville? Um. Well, you 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 threw in a uh, um a draft pick, right? Which what round draft pick you said? Well, the theory, the fan theory, it was just I mean, it wasn't nothing concrete. It was just a fan theory was trading James Conner with a like a fifth rounder. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. So I some mean, of the- but some of the things I heard was you could you could trade that third round pick plus another player not named James Conner for Leonard Fournette. Mm. I, I I don't see how, and it's just my opinion, I don't see how you do that, how do you get Leonard Fournette without giving up a second, giving up that second and a player. Good point. I mean, he's coming off uh, one of his best years, right? Leonard Fournette? Yeah. Um, Statistically, is he? I I. I don't, yeah, yeah. Statistically, I feel like he yeah. had a quite. I mean, without you know, he didn't. He just wasn't on my radar last year. Well, well, the Jaguars were you know yeah, bad. He, he wasn't I mean, really on my radar. Part, right. That, I mean, that's part of why they you know he was under the radar because they were so terrible last yeah. year. But if if I if, if my memory's right, he yeah, did have he, a, a a pretty decent um, season. Yeah, I, you, you know, had to. Yeah, you had to pull that up for me because I don't. I don't recall him having no no crazy year last year. Um, okay. Why, yeah. Why you? Uh, I don't know if you gonna really, was really gonna look it up or not, but uh, I want to give a shout out to BS3 Radio. Uh, I want to give a what shout up? out to uh, Sheldon the Sauce Man Burry. What's going on? Appreciate y'all. Um, Sheldon Sauce Man Burry says he did okay. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't recall him having like some crazy year last year. Um, okay. In fact. In okay. fact, just without knowing the numbers, I would say uh, the year before that he had a better year than he had his prior year. Um, well, that would have been twenty eighteen. Yeah, uh, yeah. I don't, I don't know about and they that were, year. The, the, the twenty seventeen year, he definitely yeah. had a, had a good year. Twenty seventeen. I, I think he fell off in eighteen, and then I, I think he got a little better in nineteen. But Maybe. yeah, I'm 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 looking at I'm looking at his stats now. Um, yeah, eleven hundred and fifty two yards, two hundred and sixty five carries, uh, oh, only three touchdowns. But I, I guess in terms of yardage, I guess. Um, but he was a number he was a number five um, running back last or the year? number six running back. Yeah, last year. Mm. Yeah, last year. And I, and I guess it's not saying much. I mean, it's only eleven hundred and something yards. And and and, I mean, and, and then and then more than that, man. Uh, he probably is getting a lot of carries because it's not like they had a, a a viable quarterback. I mean, I know Minshew had moments, but we don't look at right. Minshew like he was that dude. Not R- yet. Right. I know he had a lot of hype going around him like mid season, but right, right. He wasn't that guy. So the dudes that had more yards than Leonard Fournette get this: 
uh, Lamar Jackson. Yeah, we knew that. Chris Carson, Zeke, McCaffrey, Nick Chubb, and then of course Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, mm. but so keeping in with the Jaguars, are you um, keeping up with the Ngakwe saga? Um, I'm not keeping up with it, but I did see some headlines in regards to him wanting out of Jacksonville. Is that right? That's correct. And uh, he got into a Twitter exchange with none other than Tony Kong. Tony Kong. Now, Tony, now, Kong, Tony Kong, the owner. Oh, you mean Shad Kong? Okay, well then the owner's brother. <laughs> oh, oh. Okay, I I didn't know we had a brother. Yeah, but a brother's oh, the brother got a stake in the Jaguars, huh? Whoever whoever the hell Tony okay. Khan is, he got a stake okay. in the Jaguars, and okay. they were going back and forth on a um on a on a Twitter rant. The I believe it was yesterday um, with uh-huh. Yannick Ngakwe. Did you know uh, Ngakwe was out, uh, from DC? I didn't know that. No. Yeah, I know he went to Maryland. I did know he went to he went to Maryland, but I didn't know he was from DC. Um, so apparently, uh, so he had a, a tweet. He tweeted uh, Tony Khan talking about stop hiding Mo, and I was like, mm, "That's interesting that he would say Mo." So I went and looked up his, uh, you know, went and looked up on Wikipedia, <laughs> and um, and yeah, he's from DC. But uh, getting into the story, basically, he was like um, talking about how he wanted to be on the um, how he wanted to be on the trading block and watch how how ownership is going to uh, raise the stakes for what it would take to get me out of here just to Mm -hmm. keep me here. And then uh, Khan replied basically saying, like, you're not going to get out of Jacksonville threatening me. Right. Or talking bad about me. So you probably going to need to stop doing all that. And then he went, they they went back and forth for a couple tweets just talking about, um, you know, why why he's still there and why he's not being traded and the fact that um they have all intents on keeping in Gakway even though mm-hmm. he wants he wants out. So the Jaguars straight up, this is my opinion, they need to just go ahead and part ways with the guy because you had already traded Jalen Ramsey, you got rid of um the boy we got, um Clayus Campbell. Mm-hmm. Um you you broke up you basically broke up that entire defense and um AJ Bouye, didn't he get traded too? I think he's gone. Yeah, yeah. So, in my opinion, just just part ways with the guy, man. And I'm I'm looking at Ngakwe's stats right now, right? So his rookie year, eight sacks, um, 2017, which was the year they made the playoffs, 12 sacks. After that, nine and a half, and then last year, eight sacks. I, I feel like if you put this dude in a situation where he's happy and he wants the ball. This dude could be one of the best pass rushers in the league. Mm-hmm. And I think he's in a situation where he's just unhappy about, one, the team, number two. The moves the, they the, make. The, the moves, yeah. Yeah. I, you're damn right I'd, I'd be going after the owner's brother. I mean, you you got to – got. I mean, because you really got to think about this, man. You They went from a quarterback away from being a, a, a Super Bowl contender to this in, like, two yeah. seasons. Right, right. That was the one season, and then they just fell off after that. I mean, it's, it, it looks. I mean, it really looks like at this point they should have just kept Bortles uh, to see what would have happened. Just see right? what would have happened. Yeah, yeah because Nick well, Foles, Nick Foles clearly is gone. Didn't work out. Um, didn't work out. And, and I guess nope. Minshew's a rookie. Nope. He's young, but um, you're not even giving well, him an opportunity. Well, I, I tell it. you what. 
I tell you what, um, I don't, I don't agree with that. They, they, they should have got rid of Bortles. I mean, because that that year that he had, and look, I'll give him credit, especially you know when he went to Pittsburgh, and you know he didn't do a lot, but you know on some key third down moments, he did make you know some plays. Mm-hmm. But that year, that that year was just an anomaly year for Blake Bortles because from the from the time he got to the league up until that point. For the most part, he was a garbage quarterback. And I remember that one year where I think he had like 35 touchdown passes, but mm-hmm. we all knew that that was just garbage touchdown passes. Like, you know, the team was always down, and he always had to throw him back in the game. So for the most part, Blake Bortles, that one year, that 2017 season was an anomaly. So I, I was okay with them. Oh, no, 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 no. I was okay with it when it happened. I'm just looking at it from where they were then to where they are now. They have essentially broken yeah. this entire team apart because they haven't figured out their quarterback. Yeah, well, I, and the I think... And is going to be traded. Let's, let, let me, let's be clear there. Yeah. He's going to okay. be traded. So now you... And he might... Go ahead. Uh, he's going to be traded, and now they can mm-hmm. add four on the trading block. Like, you're literally getting right. rid of everybody that on your team that was worth worth a damn. Yeah. And, and and don't be surprised come Thursday night if one of those two guys or both of them end up on new teams. Well, I hope Fournette end up on Pittsburgh and we keep James Conner. <laughs> well, that's see, I must have said something to kind of get you. No, 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 no. That's oh, wishful okay. thinking. But if but what makes sense that that theory makes sense, and I would gladly part ways with James Conner for uh, Leonard Fournette. But if there was a scenario where they was just, they just got rid of Fournette undervalued because things wasn't going their way in the in the uh, you know in the market, yep. yeah, I'd, please, I take that in a in a heartbeat. And, and and here's the other theory too, Maestro. Um, Leonard Fournette is a running back, and we know what the league thinks about running backs these days. Absolutely. You know, they, they don't want to pay these guys big money, and if I'm not mistaken, this would be his contract year mm-hmm. this coming season. Mm-hmm. And they probably feel like, yo, I'm, we, 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 we don't want to pay you, so let's just you know trade you to some place so that they could devalue you just as much. But, I mean, but the franchise, but I would imagine that the franchise still going to be over $10 million, even if they got to franchise them. Um, For yeah. a running back. It's still going to be over $10 million. Right. That, that's true. Yeah. So, yes. you're, you're, you're close to that Zeke. You know Todd Gurley, what he was getting before he got traded. You're 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 close to entering that market value if you're talking ten million or a little well, bit north. Well, I'm I'm just assuming, but I'm assuming that the franchise tag is going to be ten million and up. I mean, because mm. I mean, what's the, especially with uh, what's the name breaking the market again? Uh, McCaffrey. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, if you yeah, had to take right. a guess, if you had to take a guess, where would you guess the franchise tag for franchise tag for a running back is right now this year? Right now. Probably eleven million, yeah, maybe eleven, twelve million, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I, w- I would, I would agree with that. Yeah, I, um, that. I got a question for you. Sure, I'm, I'm, I'm intrigued by Jalen Hurts. I'm, I'm, I'm really intrigued, and I, I really feel like he gets no respect. I mean, they're talking about all the guys, you know, that are ahead of him, and rightfully so. Mm-hmm. Well, Joe Burrow's expected to go number one. They're talking about Justin Herbert. They talking about this Jordan Love cat too. They 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 talking about him, and I, I feel like Jalen Hurts is not getting enough love, not getting the respect. Um, who, who could you possibly see 
going up to grab Jalen Hurts if you know if if it came down to it maybe like the second round or something like well, that. Well, I'll be honest with you. Um, there's a lot of and, and it, it might be my my biased my biasedly curated uh, timelines, but all I see is Jalen Hurts is going to Pittsburgh. That's all I'm seeing. That's all I see every time I scroll. Mm-hmm. Jalen Hurts is mm-hmm. going to Pittsburgh. So, but that might mm-hmm. again. I be, that might be my my timeline because I don't you know. It's it's biased. Right. Um, I I'll be know. honest with you. That would be a, that would be the typical Pittsburgh move, yeah. don't you think? Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, I would love yeah. I would love for that to happen. If if Jalen Hurts is going to be who you know is going to develop into a quarterback, mm-hmm. an NFL quarterback. I mean, he was right. he, he was good. He was good in Alabama, but he did also uh, be outplayed by Tua. Uh, yes, that did happen. That yeah. definitely did happen. But he followed that up with going to Oklahoma and balling out the way he did. Yeah, that's so, a fact. That's a fact. So I, I got to think the guy is, you know, I, I have to think that he's got a chip on his shoulder and he's going to work hard out of where he gets picked. And he, he, he might be the most underappreciated um, player coming out of this draft. Well, if he goes to Pittsburgh, good for us. So, cause I'm telling you, know, you, man, it, right, right now, I'm telling you, right now, right now, uh, if Ben comes back and, and 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 is any semblance of what he's been before he got injured, if we can, if Juju can become which a number is highly one, possible, yeah, which is highly possible, uh, if Juju mm-hmm. can be a number one, and if we can just get a running back to be consistent with that defense, it's gonna be a tr- it's gonna be trouble. And that's mm-hmm. all I'm gonna say. It's gonna be trouble. For for Roethlisberger for the league, oh oh, you mean if if he gets benched? If no 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 no, I Jalen Hurts is going to be the pre- oh he's going to be the starter. I mean, if the Steelers draft him in the second or third round, he's going to be the starter. I, I have no over no Ben Roethlisberger, huh? Hold on, hold on. You saying Ben Roth? He's going to start over Ben Roethlisberger if he gets drafted in the second round? No, 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 no. I'm saying he's going to be the heir. I meant to say the, the heir apparent. apparent. Okay, yeah, I'm with you. To yeah, yeah. yeah. That, but that, I'm not even. I'm, that, I'm not even right there right now. I'm talking about if we get. I'm talking about Ben Roethlisberger comes back and plays any any anywhere close to the type of ball he was playing before he got injured, and we can get a. a oh, okay. Uh, see, I, I think when when you said that, I was thinking about the start of the season last year. I wasn't thinking about. I'm talking about 2018. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm talking about when he was balling. So if he can get okay, back, okay. if he can get back to any semblance of that, and then keep, uh, and then keep developing these cats for these next two years or three years, he plan on playing football, and then Jalen Hurts come in with it, right behind it, it's gonna be, it's gonna be problems. It's gonna be problems. Okay, so, so let me rephrase my statement. It's highly possible that he could come back. And play like he played against the Patriots opening day last season, and against the Seahawks before he got hurt. Nah, that's that's what I, that's that's what, I that's what you say. were saying. That so that, you you're, you're talking about him being garbage. I'm talking about him being good. Yes, I'm yes. talking about him being good, and then retiring, and then leaving it to Jalen Hurts with a team that has been already established. Right. We got 
the offense clicking, got the defense clicking, and now we talking about a dynasty. See, I'm on the I'm I'm on a glass half full side, Trey. Oh, of course, of course you are. We all are. We we all, we got to be with our teams, of course. Um, it, it, you got to be happy that uh, Brady's not in the conference anymore. All I'm saying is, how can we beat the Ravens and the Chiefs to get to the Super Bowl? Yeah, yeah. That's all I'm saying <laughs> right now. Yep, and if yep. I'm being honest with you, I'm more worried about the Chiefs than I am the Ravens. Well, I think everybody should be worried about the Chiefs. Yeah. I mean, uh, I mean, I I think they're the Ravens right now. We're the second best team in yeah, the conference. That's a fact. I, that's why I mentioned you because you're the second best. But um, yeah. I'm more worried about the Chiefs than I am the Ravens. I think I think, um, and I and I'll stand by it. And I said into the cow, we played Lamar Jackson the best all last season. Okay, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm not going to put an argument because I, I think the I thought the Bills and the Niners and 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 when I was saying and I, I know where you're going with this because I I, I think last I'm season I think four. I said something about no I know I know you I know you're talking about week four I know you're talking about that what three three turnovers and I mean he he played a sloppy game in, in that game there's no question about that because um, because when I was referring to how good the Bills and the Niners Niners played um. I was more so referring to that winning streak um, that we was on. That they, you know, they played them. They played the best defense on him throughout the winning streak. And and and, and now that I have to, now that you brought up Pittsburgh, um, that win against y'all actually started our winning started streak. Started the winning so, streak, right? Yeah, yeah. So, so, so I, I guess you got me there. Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah, they, yeah, they, 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 they turned them over, turned them over a few times and. It, it, it was an ugly ball game. For yeah, certain. for certain. If if it, if not for Juju buckling under the pressure of being a number one receiver, man, I think we would have got that win. But I, I'll keep my conspiracy theories for another day. Um, you got anything else, bro? Um, yeah, I, I, I got nothing else, man. Um, I'll be honest with you. Um, I, I meant to text you the other day. Um, you know, in, in regards to these. Uh, to these hip hop battles, you know, on IG Live, I wanted to get your take on Premiere and uh, and RZA from mm-hmm. from the previous week. Yeah. Um. And then and then I know you know we, we, we got to see Babyface and Teddy go at it um, a couple of times. You the know first, what? Not, I, not um, so great. Yeah. Well, the first time I don't count. Let's be clear about that. Um, oh, of um, the, of but the second time, man, I thought it was still going to be nine o'clock and it was eight o'clock, so I ended up missing half of that. Um, so I got to catch it on YouTube. I just hadn't got a chance to look for it on YouTube yet. Um, okay. but I had, it. I had my joint, I had my IG on my TV and I was eating crabs yesterday and I was having a good old time yesterday. And, uh, but I, like I said, I missed the first half of it. Um, so, right. I, so I will reserve judgment for who I feel like won until I watch the whole thing. Um, mm-hmm. in regards to the RZA and, uh, Primo, uh, battle. Yeah. RZA, RZA cleaned them. Rizzo cleaned them, huh? Yeah, I think he cleaned them. I mean, it was it was it. Primo was taking too long to play hard hitters. He was holding, he was holding yeah, back. Yeah, yeah. He was he was holding back some yeah. stuff, and it's so funny because I'm in the chat right, and I'm like, yo, yo, you gotta, and and I and I get that this is probably not one of Premier's best cuts, but recognized by Locks, 
I, I wanted him to play that so bad, and I'm like, yo, this dude's holding back some stuff. And I know he's had a lot better songs than you know yeah. recognized. Yeah. But but he but he he was. He he was very hesitant to play some stuff, and, and then I t- I tell you what, and and you, you might get on me for this, but I did not know that DJ Premier produced Devil's Pie by D'Angelo. Yeah, I mm-hmm. did not know that until yeah. that, that that night. Battle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, yep. yeah, man, because the thing about Wu Tang beats is all them joints is jive aggressive. Even when they try and be soft, that sh- them joints is a, is aggressive, yeah. So it's like. <laughs> The piano, yeah, it, it, like, yeah, like yeah. ice cream. You gotta understand that ice cream was their girl song, dog, and that's like one of the hardest beats ever. <laughs> like, so yeah, it's it's you, you can't really come with no whole bunch of and, and gravel pit. Gravel pit is pit is like a soft song, yeah, and, and even that joint go hard a little bit. Yeah, so it's like you can't really, yeah, you you gotta you gotta play bangers, dog, and you can't do a whole bunch of B sides and a whole bunch of like. Critic, you know, critically acclaimed joints. You got to go with the the bangers, you know, and, and and Primo ain't do that through the whole battle, right? Right, and and I, I did see a little bit of criticism about um, because he he did play some B side joints, and I was okay with it because look, you know, if if this is a battle, you know, versus us just watching this video just because we want to hear music, no, we I I, I want to hear, you know. Your your joints versus his joints, and if the dude wants to play track five off of a Jeru the Damager album, then you know so be it. If that joint bang, then then play it. I didn't have a problem with him playing. Well, uh, the Com- problem the problem was is that the, a lot a couple. I ain't gonna say a lot of them, but a few of the B side joints that he played. Um, and it's been two weeks now, so I ain't gonna pretend like I remember it. But um, you know. But it was he would be playing yeah. B sides in, in, in situations where right. RZA played a, a, a you know played a, 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 a stomper like you know what I'm saying like yeah, I, yeah. I had I had yeah. the rounds written down somewhere but I um I'm not about to go look for it in the middle of the podcast but I had the rounds written down because every pretty much every battle I watched I write down round by round and kind of judge it how I felt about it and write little notes about how I felt about it. Um, and it, it just be moments where it's like, man, like that's what you play right there. Hey, Maestro, you still there? Yeah, I'm here. Can you hear me? Can you hear oh, okay. me? Yeah, you you were coming in and out for a minute. Okay, you were coming in and out, but um, yeah, I was I, just I, saying, I, I was just saying it was parts where um, where Rizzo was playing that that shit, and then Primo would come back with some B side that only true Primo fans would know about, and be like, oh, that's right, not. Right. And, and I'll be honest with you, like, I got the list up on my phone right now. I just remember that I took a snapshot of it okay. um, a couple of weeks ago. But um, Come Clean by Drew the Damager, I mean, back That's then, that that was a joint yeah that 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 wouldn't that to me that wasn't a b-side joint no 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 that's that's like one of pre that's jay rue's biggest record right right yeah, so you know I didn't, I, I didn't know i didn't know what niggas was talking about when they were saying track five of a track five off of a drew the damager album read, but, read, read, read down uh primo's uh song list so jay-z a million and one questions uh mop's breaking the rules breaking the mm-hmm. you got most deaths mathematics uh big l the enemy uh, but hold on, Karen, let me let me stop you. What did uh-huh. Big L the Enemy go against? It went against uh, Raekwon's Wu Gambinos. That's what I'm saying, bro. Like what? What? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's crazy. And then Devil's Pie went against uh, Jizz's Cold World. 
But I would give Devil's Pie that. I would give that. I would give that the Primo though. You would okay. Yeah. Because I, I I thought Jizz's Cold World was you know, and and I don't remember who went first. Like that's the thing. I don't remember who went first. Rizzo and who went, went first. Second. I want to say. Rizzo went first. I want to okay. say. Okay. Okay. Um. I mean, just just kind of going down. The, okay, we talked about ice cream. Ice cream went up against uh, Biggie's Unbelievable. Yeah, and Biggie's Unbelievable lost, but. Biggie's Unbelievable shouldn't lose to nothing. You don't play that. You don't play yeah. Biggie's Unbelievable behind ice cream, dog. Should've, that should've, that should have been winning like almost, almost 75% of RZA's list, to be honest with you. He could have played um, that against something else. You shouldn't have played that against ice cream, dog. Because I, right. I get at the RZA. Right, and I love right. Unbelievable, yeah. but I get at the RZA. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Um, And then, okay, well, coming back to... Uh, uh, J. Rue's Come Clean. That went up against uh, ODB's Brooklyn Zoo. Yeah, J. Rue won that. Uh-huh. Um, Kicking the Door went against Shimmy Shimmy Y'all. I'm, I, I love Kicking the Door, man, but... <laughs> uh, kicking the Door won that for me. Okay. For me, for yeah, I mean, it's obviously your opinion. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so Biggie's Long Kiss Goodnight, which was by RZA. RZA, yeah. Went up against went up against gang stars above the clouds. Yeah, come on now, Biggie beats that. <laughs> yeah, um, Nas's New York State of Mind went up against Ghostface Assassination Day. You got to give the New York State of Mind, but Assassination Day is a hard, it's a hard record. <laughs> yeah, and, and you and you could argue that RZA kind of messed up maybe playing that, you know, up against State of Mind. But then again, RZA went first, so he was just trying to go hard off rip. Um, and, and then, that was uh, his hell. And you gotta understand the New York State of Mind. That was late. If I'm not mistaken, that was late in the battle. Yes, it was. Yeah. See, that was that's that, that's that primo. Was number, that was round seventeen. That's primo throwing hail marys at that point. He know he losing. Mm, yeah, yeah. But but then you but then you back that up with Gangstar's Dwick. Yeah. Like I don't know if you back that up. You know, after New York State of Mind. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. So running out of bullets at that point. Yeah. You know, RZA came out with you know a couple Raekwon joints. He came out with the Criminology joint round eighteen, and incarcerated Scarfaces at nineteen. Come on, and bro. then and, and to close it out, you know MJB and Method with the You're All I Need joint. I, th- I think RZA at that point was just like, you already won this thing. I'm gonna just go ahead and just play some Mary J. Right, like, but but he but you gotta understand how gangster that beat was. That that's not the, the Tammy Terrell joint sample. That's, that's the RZA remix joint. <laughs> right, right. No, I know, I know. But yeah, but yeah. the RZA original. Yeah, yeah. DJ Premier definitely he 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 left some joints out, yeah, man. Yeah, and that's why like, he lost. Like, I mean, I mean, I think I, he would, I think he would lost. I had RZA the whole time. I ain't gonna lie. Right, the whole time, but yeah, but like, but like, group home, living proof. I mean, I, I, I like that beat, but I like their other beat, um, to superstar, um, by group home. Group home. I thought he would have played as much as I, I, I understand that group home is a regarded, uh, hip hop, uh, group, and that that shouldn't have been in this battle. Well, living proof. Group home. Period. <laughs> Um, Primo got too many other joints to be playing group home yeah, in that I, battle. I agree. I agree with that, and I and, and I guess because I'm a, I'm a Primo fan, and that beat that beat to Superstar goes hard. 
I, I guess I was expecting him to play that. But I but I but I get your point. He he does have more joints. Like like the common joint. I yeah. didn't even see the yeah. joint on yeah. here. Yeah. So you know, yeah. um what was the other joint with um Gangstar and Jada Kiss, the right where you stand right joint? Where you stand. Um what you mean, what was it? Um the name of the what was the name of the joint? Right where you stand. Yeah. I I think I, I think I said it. He didn't uh-huh. play that. But you talking about yeah, I don't, them, but them, but them, them joints, those is those are personal favorites. But you ain't even talking about like the the popular joints that bang. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like like th- like there should be more gangstar joints on his list than there yeah. were. Yeah, it should be more B got- and J joints that he didn't yeah. play there. Right, right. So yeah. ghetto. Yeah, exactly. So ghetto. They didn't play so ghetto till after it was over. Well, after, yeah, yep, I, I, I do remember that. Remember that for certain. I mean, even even a couple more Biggie joints, I thought he should have played. Yeah, he, um, he, he he did he did who shot you right? I don't think he did who shot you. He didn't do that. Okay, I don't think he did who shot you. Okay, all right. Yeah. Well, I'm looking forward to the next battle: Alchemist versus Havoc. Oh, that that's that's written in stone. Yes. Okay, yes. I didn't know that. Yes, sir. That's what's look, up. Look, Look, looking forward to that joint. You tell I ain't been in my phone all day. <laughs> you've been you've been focusing on your new laptop. I see. Not even that. I ain't I ain't start messing with the laptop till five six o'clock five thirty six o'clock. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. That's what's up. Cool. Yo, I got I got one more thing, man. Um, and then this is just in regards to everything going on with the coronavirus and everything like. Um. Nothing, nothing much to do with our state per se, because I, I think you know everything that's been happening here um, is kind of the way you know based on the criteria and the data that okay, we're not doing things to you know put people more at risk, and, you know, and things like that. Um, the state of Georgia, yo, they they, they got to get some smoke right now. B, I don't know if you heard um, yesterday. Um, the governor came out and was like, "We gonna open bowling alleys, hair salons, oh, restaurants, restaurants um, barber shops, and movie theaters. We we gonna open all that stuff up this Friday." And niggas is like, "For real? Like Friday?" And y'all got it like y- y'all got it like real bad right now down there. Mm-hmm. And, and and y'all thinking about opening up all these activities and stuff. Um, I, I'm just gonna say it, man. Um, and you know, people can say what they want. I, I don't give a damn. But n- nigga, people can't tell me that this is not racially targeted. Um, they know, and, and, and particularly Atlanta, Georgia, they know that black people own these businesses, right? Mm-hmm. They own these businesses, so they want these businesses to open up. Because they know, and look, look, I, I want to be doing a bunch of activities as much as the next man. But if I got to risk my health to do that, I, I, I'd, I'd rather wait this thing out until, you know, cats feel like it's safe to come out and, and do these things. Um, th- th- to me, this is racially targeted, man. They, they know that we, own, we run these types of businesses. They know that the majority of the consumers to these types of businesses are African American and it's just another way to just wipe us out, man. Mm. I'm, I'm, I'm just going to be, you know, serious and, and upfront about that. They, yeah. they just wipe us out. 
Um, they know the election is coming up. And remember, this is the same state that was hiding votes um, from the previous, um, I guess, yeah. governor election. So mm-hmm. it, it, it wouldn't shock me one bit mm. that this is like the motive. Hey, I feel you, bro. All right, man. So we're going to go ahead and sign out, man. And I want to say uh, thank you to everybody who joined the chat room. We appreciate y'all, man. Uh, and we appreciate everybody that's going to catch it um, when we hit DSPs tomorrow. Uh, follow us on Instagram at Barbershop Sports Talk. Follow Trey Frazier at Trey Frazier and me at Maestro Styles on Twitter. Follow Trey at Barbershop SPOR2. You can follow me at Maestro Styles. Uh, make sure y'all um, liking on the Facebook page if you're still doing Facebook. And uh, make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel. We are working to uh, get content, but obviously this corona got everybody hammed up. Um, so just stay tuned. Uh, for Trey Frazier, this is Maestro Styles. Uh, we see y'all next week. Peace. works overtime all summer so be sure to replace your old air filters with new filtry air filters they recommend updating hvac filters at least every three months all year round so order your filtry air filters today at filtry.com let's clear the air <sighs> the only thing better than grinding all night for your side hustle is your roommate picking you up with mickey d's breakfast the perfect pickup deal. There's a deal for every morning at McDonald's. Right now, taste breakfast perfection when you get a warm and savory sausage McMuffin with egg for just $2.50. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with combo meal.